Michael Estelli, Jim Dwycree, Carl Edney and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of NBC's The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. That is what we are doing. And speaking of episodes, we're at the last episode of season four. Holy shnikes. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, season four. Goodbye. Are we already through it? We're through a bunch of that, yeah. Lots of goodbyes, but uh, also a hello. Welcoming back Joey Duffy. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. We well. Glad to see you back, man. Hey, it's Ryan. good to be back. Hey, Ryan Art guy. Ryan yeah. Art guy. Ryan Art guy. Uh, we'll Ryan, get into that. Ryan was big uh, in the episode the last time we saw Joey, yep. and uh, now Ryan's shadow hung heavy over this episode. Uh, goodbye, Toby, of course. Toby's shadow hung heavy over this one as well. He did. He did. You know, with the, with the random opening of just the gym classic pranking Dwight, just... Yeah. No no preludes to Toby's leaving, just... There were so many good things about this episode. Yeah. This was the kind of episode it's that classic if you episode. hadn't... If, for someone who hadn't seen The Office, you could show them this episode, and even though they wouldn't necessarily understand all the story threads, yeah. I feel like they would understand the themes of what the show is about. Yeah, it's funny you say that, because a coworker of mine just told me that she showed this episode to some friends who hadn't seen the show. Really? And I think, yeah, I was when she said that, I was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. This is a good... It's got pranks. It's got it's Michael g- embarrassing people. It's, it's got, got... I mean, uh, it's a lot of spoilage, cringy. but I mean, if you'll enjoy it, though. It's got cringy moments. Mm-hmm. It's got people being one-upped in the moment, you know, that, that shows off that mockumentary style. It also seemed to be, I found, um, especially when we watched the deleted scenes, it was a much bigger story that they kind of just took parts of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting watching, when you watch all those those scenes as well, it's like, this was a full-on, like, hour and 20-minute, like, mm. mini-movie yeah. with all parts together. And it was, like, a very good representation of the show, I felt like. The, yeah. the moments yeah, that we saw with uh, Andy, with uh, Phyllis, really shaped... Uh, the stuff we saw in the in the cut scenes really mm-hmm. shaped what we saw in the final cut, and why the the characters made the decisions they did. I'm glad they took the Phyllis stuff out, though. It didn't feel natural to her character. It's, the Phyllis yeah. stuff, you know. Sometimes I think they go, like I said, all, all the characters kind of had these tragic backstories mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, some of them don't, but a lot of them have gone through some really traumatic experiences, and then yeah. and like you can't feel sorry for all of them or else mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. If, if everyone's a sim, like Michael's the great sympathetic fool, like mm-hmm. he's an idiot, and he, but he, he's trying. He just he's, trying. he's doing the best he can, but like you can't have every character be this sympathetic, or else everyone there's yeah. no more humor because you feel bad for everyone. You right. described right, right. Angela as one of the evil characters, yeah. and I believe mm-hmm. that I, I I've talked in past episodes how I, I don't love the way that they tried to really make her sympathetic in like the very last season. No, no, because she's she's very vindictive. Mm-hmm. And like very much, I think a representation of um, the evangelical movement, where yeah. it is it is very this pious like hatred, and you see it a lot in this episode. Hypocr- with, hypocrisy, exactly yeah, how yeah. she acts towards Phyllis and how she wants to be in control of all these things. And even when Phyllis, by the end of the episode, in in, in the cut that we get, she says like, "I hope you enjoyed it because you're never going to be in charge again." You know, like she's immediately going to try and take this back from her. She's such a mean little girl. Like, yeah. Like, if Kevin's, like, the dumb little boy, like, she is, like, just the, you know, that's the mm. way she feels. She treats yeah. Phyllis that way. It's, like, two girls and one picks on the other one all the time, but the other one follows the other one around. Absolutely. You know no. what's interesting? I think most of the characters who have these negative 
side effects most of them come from like the same genuine like place of loneliness i feel like like yeah. i feel like angela is very much like hateful and alone mm-hmm. for it yeah. so that's why she like still isolates herself like when th- um you know and andy's just there but she's al- she can't be alone alone he's a tool for her exactly yeah i feel like that's really one of the things that's true about why the office first came to success in britain was because it's a story that really peels back yeah. the curtain and shows what a lonely life office work is. And uh, yeah, mm. that's my point. Even with like Michael, like Michael has these negative things, but it all comes from this place of he just wants to be loved because he wasn't yeah. really as a child. Yeah. And he, that's why he wants to make it his and, family. And I'm sure we'll get yeah. more into this later, but I mean, it's just this idea that even his negative parts is because he wants to be loved. And a lot of his hatred towards Toby mm-hmm. comes from this desire to be loved because he thinks the way to get people's approval is through humor. And that's what set up this adversarial role for Toby because Michael's always been the fool the classic fool how do you get attention how do you get love mm-hmm. you act out you make yeah. you make these little jokes but toby always stopped him from what he thought reaching his full potential of having everyone love and adore him it's yeah. toby's fault not that i'm you know this awkward not that i'm acting too far dumb person who's, yeah, yeah exactly being you know acting inappropriately no it's it's the hr it's it's very much the man is coming down on him is, yeah. is the way michael sees and it and he sees toby yeah. as an adversary and i as don't think toby figure. toby sees michael as an adversary at all he's just like you make my life really tough but yeah, yeah. i don't think you understand what you're doing yeah. <laughs> well he doesn't under, yeah you know he doesn't get any of that like what you were just talking about that's the he has his own way of seeing it in his own sad, sacky way. Yeah. And that and it also it lends itself to him tolerating it too. Yeah. And and it works. And it works that way. Well, and I think they have to like they don't really they don't really play up the idea that Toby is awful until He has awful moments but yeah, even later on. Even the whole thing about Pam, like um season four you get a little bit of antagonistic Toby thanks to the Ryan conflict there's a scene uh, in an episode right. or two ago where they're in the conference room right and he's coming and Jim, Jim walks by and Ryan says you know you've too much and Toby in the talking head is like well you know and it's like that's Toby being a bit of a snake sure. but we don't see that much in fact Toby is really just painted as the whipping boy and I think because of that when Michael is in the picture you have a more sympathetic Toby Mm-hmm. than you do after Michael's out of the picture. Even down to Toby in church uh, at the at the is that at the Briss or whatever, where he's like, "Why are you picking on me?" You oh know? yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a yeah. sympathetic character, and then by the time Michael leaves, at that point, then they start to build up the idea that Toby's a little awful, yeah. and it just that it's, it's one like of the, see he was always right. One of the and, you know, things the yeah. writers do is they very much. It's almost like they sat down for seasons eight and nine and said, okay, what do we know about our characters? And those became the bases for the writing going forward. Right. Kevin was dumb. Oscar was contrarian. Toby was awful. Phyllis was, uh, I don't know, uh, old ladyish, uh, maybe? No, no, no. She could be, vin- she could be vindictive, vindictive in, yeah. in the sweetest way uh-huh. possible. Is, real, pause it real quick. Is Kevin... Wearing prosthetics in his mouth, or does he just normal? Because his his lower jaw, it, it's like they made him look dumber. Really, you think they did some things to try and I, make him I, look? He just like it just doesn't look simpler? natural. It doesn't look natural, like how Brian, 
the actor oh. really looks in real life. Or maybe he does a thing like, or right. maybe he does that facial thing. facial to, to change that's your impressive. voice. Well, sometimes you. What's have interesting to... is what you said was the the whole snake thing. But then the deleted scene kind of paints Toby in this different light too. When it comes to him and Pam, is that mm-hmm. he's been getting beers with Jim and Pam and other people from the office for like a <laughs> oh, long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so there really was this friendship between Toby and and Pam, where it wasn't just this creepy outsider that the show kind of paints it, but yeah, like this true. this underlying true. relationship. Maybe you know there when he was going through a divorce and this custody battle, and Pam even said like I thought he was cute. There was probably mm-hmm. some flirtation. Sure. No. And you know I'm sure Toby just thought you know for whatever reason she's dated enough guys in the office eventually this won't work out either and i'm gonna be here biting my time she is the office mattress i don't even think it was like a a, a mean you know like a cody was i I think i think toby is just so lonely and she was the only person that has been nice to someone who's been nice to him what do you think happened with his sister Right, that yeah. Thing that happened with the sister. That's a great. That cut speech is such a great moment because you know it, that's a thing like the people that know each other say, and that's one of yeah. the. That's a that's a good hallmark of good well, writing. I still I felt though that 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 was written though to suggest that like he maybe put more stock in all that than they did, uh, and then oh, okay. at the same time in talking about the beers. It showed that he put that that he was held in higher regard than Michael would yeah. have thought, in a social life, even yes. more than yeah. Michael himself was. Was yeah, which exactly. is this kind of moment when Michael <laughs> looks at Jim and Pam, but like for all of Toby's flaws, he's he's a person, he's a full yeah. functioning like you can yeah. see this as a person that yeah. you would know. And Michael's Michael, there's no <laughs> off. He's like a lot of you know local artists and mm-hmm. comedians who are always. Always on, no matter what, and you're like, oh, I get it. It's very funny. Yeah. that's not what we're talking. About. Like, okay, yeah, no, no, it's very clever. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like kind of that same. Sounds like he needs uh-huh. a girl who might always be on too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> sort of is that not what we find? That's and, what we find, and that really is what they build Holly up to be. Is the way that she bounces back off him, even from the first time they meet, uh, where. Uh, Toby is introducing her, and Michael doesn't even want to have the conversation. Right. He, Michael's ready to say, no, don't bring her in, but Toby's already got her walking through the door. Mm-hmm. He bitches about Toby, and what does she do? She gives it back. Oh, yeah. oh, what have you done to him? Yeah. I think she immediately knows who Michael is. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she sees him for who he is. He's like this this guy who likes to have a good time, but also, yeah. like, I think she has she, she sees the things that make him tick, and she's like, well, this is my first day at a new job. I'm going to do my best to just, like... He's on his way out. I don't care. I'm gonna yeah, meet yeah. you where you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, how it yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, by the end, I think there's a genuine attraction. She, yeah. Right. She definitely is. She sees that's who he is. She gets yeah. HR. Yeah. She's the kind of person who seems like she'd be good if you had a problem in your company. You need someone to talk to. Exactly. You know, she'd listen and sure r- reflect sympathetic here. properly. Yeah. You know. I think that's probably also why she was chosen for this position um, because. You know, David Wallace knows who Michael Scott is, and he knows yeah. the files that have gone back and forth between Michael complaining <laughs> about he's, Toby to corporate, and he's the, read the files that from Jan, from right, Toby, right. from probably Dwight. You know, amazing how it's amazing he's lasted there so long, but thankfully he did, so we could right. watch it. <laughs> and that's the other thing you get when he's when he's kind of dealing with Holly, and they're getting to know each other, and it's this real kind of sweet back and forth thing, and. <laughs> um, but, but then you start to get into this moment of like how much damage Jan did to Michael mm. when she was when oh. he was like Jan didn't like to show affection, yeah. so I, it's always confusing when someone's nice to me because I really think that that relationship was a lot more um, 
horrible <laughs> and traumatic yeah. and abusive. Yes. We catch a little bit of it at dinner party, right? Just oh, this, yeah. this yeah. little flash of, oh. oh, she's really mean to this man who's uh, cognitively disadvantaged. Because you can say that about Michael. He's a sweet guy, but he's not that smart. Oh, yeah. And she knows. Exactly, and, yeah. Well, yeah, he, she knows he can be had. She knows he's desperate for affection. Mm-hmm. And especially in her affection. Right. And she can control him and does all those horrible things. And this is the end of the episode when she does the same thing, where she just randomly sees Michael, and she had no intention of ever telling him that she was having a baby. Mm. But then there he was, willing to put himself back oh, on the flames. the minute he learns mm. about it. And she jumps on and she goes, oh, I have this Lamaze class. You can come. I know you want to be a dad. Even though I chose specifically so for you not to be a father <laughs> while we were together, I went into the sperm bank. And that's he, the worst. He's just so taken that he can't even see, he can't even begin to realize what's happening because <laughs> he knows two things. Yeah. He loves having sex and he wants to have kids. Uh-huh, yeah. And that's he, what we're dealing with here. Even when he learns that this isn't going to be an option for him, he still is ready to jump on board. Even that he realizes that it's not his kid, that it wasn't his situation, he he's still ready to jump on board and make it an option. Because it's a sure bet mm-hmm. versus this yeah. chance with Holly. And that's yeah. where you, when you start seeing him tempering his like reactions with her because he's trying not to... like He likes this girl and he's trying to do it the right way. But it's still like this, oh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe she's not into me like I'm into her. And then Jan's like, you can be a dad, sort of. Yeah, 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 right. Well, thanks to Jim, he uh, Michael had to temper his uh, usual tactics mm-hmm. with the female... Yeah, because well, he, I mean, he's ready to like you know give her the mixtape and say that he loves her, but what you know what you talked about though about is that that connection that they have and the scene we've got a scene queued up which is one of the first scenes where she's working on the chair and he comes in and you really start to see how they can appreciate each other's humor and play off it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Hello, Holly. I had a Yoda thing Whoa. going there. What are you doing? You don't, uh... Already. You don't have to do that. I mean, we have already put together chairs. That's how we buy them, actually. Oh, trying to adjust the lumbar support on Toby's chair, and that made this up-down lever thing not work, and then I took the whole chair apart, and that is the story of me on the floor. It's pretty good, right? I'm gonna sell the movie rights. And the sequel, woman stands at desk and works. Hmm. <laughs> So, I have no idea how you, how you sit like that. Yoga. Sit on floor and put together a chair, we will. <laughs> Yo, duh. Um, Pass curvy metal piece, you will. So are you in town this weekend? Cause I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be in town. Uh, going out of town. Oh, <laughs> so you can't make my orgy? Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Acting. 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 <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I did it. All right, what I love about that is uh, everything, the Yoda bit and the him correcting himself, her playing off it, reali- even after he realizes that he made a mistake, 
like g- giving him that acceptance the way she does the Yoda bit too. It's like her way of just saying, "No, you're still on board. You're still here. You still got a, a fighting chance." Yeah. Uh, but the that real was the, that was the divide, the great divide right there, the divide yeah. of trust. Well, you saw uh, him start to yeah. apologize because he's thinking about Jan, his last girlfriend, and he knows that when he used to tell jokes like that, she would get mad at him. Shut so he, down, he starts yeah. to like shut down. You can mm-hmm. see him yeah. like. He's what did about I tell to you apologize about, yeah, what or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, she, yeah, what did I tell you about Yepers? Yeah, like, yeah. And then she meets him, and it's this moment of like, oh. And then she makes like a sexually charged joke right afterwards. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, you're not going to get mad at that. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then with the kidding and the acting, acting. Yeah. And then when she says love it's the little tagline, the little callback. And now it's... That response on his face, that reminds me so much of when David Brent shows up in that cold open in like uh-huh. season seven. Oh, right. And and he and he and he does the that's what she said. And Michael's face <laughs> gets so starts beaming. Right. Because okay. he's so damn happy to finally find someone like him. This is just like that. He's like, this is him going, This could be the girl for me. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know, like how many times do you find someone where you connect, whether it's it music or movies sense. or a game, yeah. and you go, Oh God. So he was me from like uh, 15 to about uh, 28, where anytime someone would like two things that I liked, I would go and be like, we're getting married. Exactly. (laughs) Except I usually would then propose. I've been engaged more times than I (laughs) care to admit on this show, but I I, I see it. I get it. It's that that need, that that, that validation. connection. Exactly. And And for Michael Scott, who really, remember, Michael Scott is someone who, who... bases everything in his life on what he's seen growing up, what mm-hmm. he's seen in movies, what he's seen in TV. So yep. the idea of finding the girl and having the connection, we're lucky he didn't propose already this in episode. In that episode, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah thankfully, he had, he had Jim to help him help guide him. Well, that would have been temper. three proposals oh. this show, or <laughs> yeah. three, three attempted proposals, maybe. Well, and Jim, that whole scene with Jim getting to... Um, Talk about him and Pam's courtship mm-hmm. to try and calm Michael down. Talk Michael off the proverbial wedding ledge yes. uh, is also sparking in Jim the reminder that you are at marriage stage. Yeah. Jim and Pam are at that point in their relationship, and and that conversation with Michael is such a catalyst for what happens later in the episode. I know, and I, it never really hit home to me how 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 quickly he kind of just realizes after like four or five things, mm-hmm. and it it didn't always con- it doesn't it still almost doesn't connect with me that he'd be like so overwhelmed like that that he'd say okay this is it I'm going to do it, yeah. but maybe that is how it happens for some people. Yeah, I don't know. But it, for well, me, it felt a little, a little. You know, Jim. Forced. Jim is. He bought the ring. We know he bought the He's ring got, a while back. They've been building up to this. I mean, yeah. it is the season. You know, it's the finale. It's the finale. So, but they stuff so much. I love this episode, mm-hmm. first of all. But there's, it's like three or four different, maybe five different finale ideas. Yeah. Are thrown into this one. Oh and yeah. So much is going on. Well, you got to remember though, too. This is this is the the finale that I talk about all the time on the show. Where I was working the job, and so many of my coworkers were into it, and they were all stopped what they were doing to watch this big finale. It was this mm-hmm. one. This is when the it's show was the it was top of the world. Right. Yeah. It probably was never any bigger than it was right then. Besides maybe the wedding. Yeah, the wedding, maybe the Super Bowl episode, which we have coming up next season. Right. But this is when but it's peaking. Yeah, very you know? much so. Yeah. So this is golden era office. Which exactly. one's the Super Bowl episode? Super Bowl's in season five. That's about midway through season five, and then of course. Do you know uh, which one it is? Or, uh, um, stress relief. 
relief. Okay. Uh, so I can oh, look that yeah. up. Oh, stress relief. That's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's like during this period, though, I mean, this is this was must-see TV. You had to watch The Office. It was, yeah. it was like at that friend's hype level at this point, which NBC... Right. And you know, has been just a hit machine. Yeah. Over any other net like comedy wise. Like these episode these these things that kind of defined the cultural zeitgeist on, on like mm-hmm. this humor because mm-hmm. they had this and then Michael Shear who started writing for this show and mm-hmm. we see his Moe's in this episode went on to create Parks and Rec yes. and The Good Place and uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Nine-Nine. Yeah. which is now you know back on NBC mm-hmm. and so it's these this all of these came from the same group of people so it really was this kind of defining time in in what TV comedy was going to become this more absurd mm-hmm. thing because you had mm-hmm. like it's always sunny going on kind of these well, and sure enough, we talked later about uh, the changes that happen in season eight and nine. And uh, one of the things you talked about is you don't love a lot of the central storylines and stuff with like Andy and whatnot. And one of the things that I do love about that period of the show a whole lot is the absurdity. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that happen with characters like Phyllis, Phyllis and Stanley are just absurd. You get Nate, who's totally an absurd character. I do love Nate, though. You know, Nate's amazing. You didn't, get more didn't of love the guy. Of He's okay. Oh, you don't? Yeah, oh, I you need to rewatch it. Gum, I need to rewatch it again. You don't At the gum, time, I wasn't taken. Gum tastes a little mintier now. See? You know? <laughs> He's so funny because he's just this, another simple guy. He doesn't really know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Was, the, the heart surgeon janitor is also one of the better oh, yeah, yeah. later yeah. characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, F- Fukuyama. Or, oh, um, oh, 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 yes. Uh, yes. But I am good doctor. So I kill mafia Art boss. surgeon number one. Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, Yakuza, Yakuza, Yakuza boss died. I can't understand anything that guy's saying. <laughs> but I agree. It does yeah. kind of tend more towards that direction of absurdism. It does get a little silly. You know, oh, which, certainly. Which is fun. And, and, and honestly, at that point in the show, I feel like we can because... It had to. Fuck I, it. Let's that, have some fun. We've we been get doing what this else can you years. do with Jim and Pam that you, you haven't done yet? You've jerked right. my heartstrings. You've made me cry. You've 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 turned this simple fool into a beloved character for me. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Let's act the fool for a minute. Let's you, act ridiculous. The show right now really is hitting on. It's still hitting on its major. Um, oh, we're still in that. We're still in the we're still, yeah, yeah, we're still in the best of it yep. right then. Yeah. So like. They they were a lot more consistent, and here's mm-hmm. sort of the peak, and then in the next seasons, it becomes just a little bit less and a little bit less for yeah. me. For, but they by just that, lose the direction. They, when Michael right. leaves, well, especially, exactly. you well, have this exactly. catalyst that can do anything in Michael mm-hmm. Scott. He can burn his foot. He can run someone over. Mm-hmm. It, anything Michael did was believable. Well, yeah. You know what we're going to get next season, too, is we're going to start getting challenges from outside coming into the office. Mm-hmm. Next season, we get uh, a real unique new element in uh, the introduction of Charles Minor. Yes. But right now, it was see, the best. What, I love Charles Minor. Seasons one, two, and three are very much they're they're, they're ship episode seasons. Yeah, everything yeah. that happens it's in Scranton is really focused on Scranton. With Ryan going to New York, we really start to get that involvement of the outside branch. Mm-hmm. But that influence, that Jan, that uh, that third party that comes in is still our own Ryan. Yeah. Next season, we're starting to get new straight men to come into the show. It's going to really start to change what this show is. And, of course, with things like the Michael Scott Paper Company storyline, we're going to see Michael and some of the other office team uh, respond to those outside stimuli. Right. But True. this is really one of the last chances that we get to really see our core office cast. Yeah, that's a good point. Be yeah. our core office cast. We're going to have Aaron joining the cast next season. We haven't Ooh. had anyone new join the cast outside of David Wallace. You know, in season it's two, been, three. It's been a bit. Yeah. 
I can't believe Ryan went to jail on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny. It was oh. just, whoa, look at this, was the caption. Oh, what is this, 2007? And yeah. so people are just on YouTube going, whoa, look at this. A, mid, a mid-level paper company. <laughs> it's like this big scam. They, they, they could have given that one a little that, bit of better title, I think. Yeah. Even back then. I was <laughs> trying to get all the information I could from the YouTube post and be like, okay, what? how committed did they get to this? And it it was, reminds me of like the, the YouTube post that I have that's like just like it's like, because you, you can do private where you can send someone the link but no there's no other way anyone can find it they can't go to my channel right right, 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 right. It's, but it's like it's like i've shown link. like my my mother and my grandmother like the apartment like that we're in like oh here's some video from the apartment you know and it's just easy it, you know the file's too big to send them but i can send them a link on right. youtube right you know like right. that you to me yeah. yeah it would just be like just a youtube clip for yourself maybe oh, okay that makes more sense because no I one like cares that. that your boss right. was fired at a mid-level you know? paper company. at dunder mifflin <laughs> yeah <laughs> well they i mean well remember I guess Dudley Mifflin has that room full of shareholders. That's true. You know, remember from the from that room that uh, I guess yeah. Outside oh, of the branch, it's actually a, a bigger. This is no, it's true. Deal. Yeah, with the yeah the the, the shareholding uh, event they go to. Was that last season they no. had to go on the shareholders meeting? I can't remember when it is. It's still but coming. It's still coming. Huh? I do I do want to say I like the uh, I don't he know does if it's the a... spin. <laughs> Michael's gonna do the spin. They don't want me to do the spin. It's not a twirl. A twirl, yeah. And then, and then Dwight asking about the line, and mm-hmm. if if uh, the line was run this way, then they're in big trouble as a company, yeah. something like that. Uh, God, yeah, that's a ways to go. Yeah, but, but, but uh, they are in trouble here, but not for that reason. We do have uh, Ryan getting uh, arrested rest, and, and Michael, after Michael's. Go ahead. I was gonna say after the fight with Jim and wrapping up, mm-hmm. which wasn't yeah. really the best place storyline this yeah, whole The Michael weird an- an- antagonism between Jim and Ryan because Jim got Pam and Ryan felt rejected. Yeah. Even though he's like a worthless employee, which yeah. Jim does really kind of touch on. Like, Ryan does nothing except not be Michael Scott. He's cruising yeah. for And like, cruising. he's kind of just like good looking and people are like, let's see what he can do. Even when Ryan gets oh. the promotion, he's like, people have been calling me Wonderkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he I gotta, don't really know he, why because yeah. he doesn't really do anything besides defraud people. Because he got a certain degree. Yeah, like, just exactly. he got his business degree. Exactly. I mean, like, that was, like, that's, how you, that's how you don't run a company, yeah. <laughs> David Wallace. Well. Or, uh, or whoever, whoever is the CEO. David Wallace was a bad yeah. uh, investor as you see in later seasons. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. teams up with Michael for that nonsense that they come up with. It's like no one in this company, no wonder they get bought out several times because it's a very yeah. inefficient company. Yeah, even when he buys back Michael Scott Paper Company, that deal with insurance is not a good deal. No, it's not. No. Yeah, like the, you don't hire those three people. Just you know, just let them collapse and get their clients back. It's it's one branch it just... of, of this company that's already struggling. Just shut down that branch. It's not like he's going into the international like <laughs> paper company world and stealing clients. If you're a Fortune 500 company, yeah, just shut down that branch and move on. Well, and and, and like David <laughs> no, said, no, like, no, I, he, I don't know anything about business. That's they, they no, were, me neither. David but they have to keep him in the show, though. <laughs> David was right though. They were bleeding money. They weren't gonna make it, you know. Just even with Jim's little bit that he added onto the party, or Michael giving a couple hundred bucks to it, like they still had to spend several thousand dollars on that party just for the Ferris wheel. Alone. Oh yeah, like oh, that sure. had to be a several thousand dollar party. Yeah, but I don't the, know. Michael got a lot of birthday they checks. They hired a carnival, <laughs> you know. But even yeah. if he did, he. So I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know how many year, year, I don't know how many years this was accumulated, or right? how many months, perhaps. And they were but... fifty dollar checks. <laughs> no. Like even if there was ten of them, it's only five hundred bucks. Yeah, but it could have been. Oh, you can't get a card of it. You need like a you need a grant. All right, all right. He, he How much? 
corn yeah. dog stand yeah. and, a, and a Ferris wheel. You're looking at least six thousand. True, you're true. Six thousand, right. and yeah. that's on the low end. Yeah, you yeah, talk, yeah. They had multiple food vendors. Yeah, yeah. they had a rib team. Oh yeah, that's like hey. a ten thousand dollar party. Yeah, this, is a, this is a small wedding. Yeah, Andy this Bernard. Is Andy There's a reason <laughs> there was two people wanting to get a high, uh, engaged here. Right, because that's there's, <laughs> there's nothing else going on in Stratton on this level. Money wise, you know, there could have been not one but two proposals. Jim ends up proposing at a gas station in the rain. There was no option. You do feel bad. You feel bad for the man. The first time he ever cares about anything in his life, he realizes it's time for me to be a man. He calls Ryan and tells him he's not going to take it anymore. Because you know what? I'm getting married. I'm going to... I realize I love this woman and Uh she... I'm going to be tough. And then it's all just taken from him, which is perfect for this show. By Andy Bernard. By Andy Bernard, who has stumbled upward into every opportunity because he is a rich white person yeah. <laughs> which he says several times yes who's being yeah. used by his evil <laughs> girlfriend oh. yeah who he barely cares about he's only seemingly interested in doing it just to do it i think he loves her but I don't think Andy Bernard is very aware in the ways of women. Or what love is. I don't think no. anyone... Well, because his parents didn't it's really all love stat- him. It's, yeah. sta- it's all status to him. Yeah. And he made sure to have his parents, oh, by the way, just show up. Oh, which is... <laughs> which, his is dad, which is a nice sight gag. And, of course, that's one of our uh, continuity issues that we'll encounter in this show. Different is, dad. Is his dad's name changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor, oh, of course, changes yep. as well. Oh, the name changes too? Yeah, yep. yeah. It's it's what Andrew it? Bernard here, but it's... um Oh, it's... Uh, oh. What is his dad's name? Name in in season eight or season nine, which is where it got weird again with Andy mm. Bernard. This oh, is the it's an eight, yeah, eight. It's the the um the it's the garden party. Garden party. Yeah. This is like towards the end of the time when I like Andy Bernard as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the engagement and the breakup of the engagement, he's, he's still he's still likable. Right. But yeah. after that, when he starts getting into Aaron, like all his redeeming qualities leave. At least now he's just he's. He's a pleasant enough idiot. Mm. I remember. I remember thinking on Secretary's Day, he he he, uh, he had some redeemable qualities in that one. He has moments with Aaron, moments, yeah, but and they so, were okay. But it was wasted though. When yeah, Andy okay. is courting Aaron, they bring out the best in him, and there's some yeah. value there. And I they think do. maybe that's why I get so angry is because it, it's they bring out this lovable guy and then just were, make him a piece of shit they, out of they nowhere for yeah. no reason. Then the, all the stuff in Florida hang, and him and Aaron coming back and. The way he tells off that girlfriend who we barely know in right. season eight, yeah, season eight and nine, Andy is the worst. But yeah. up until this moment, like I like him. It sets up for some really good scenes later. The uh, the duel between uh, Dwight and and Andy is one of my favorite episodes. Well, and this is a point in the show where we don't really realize they. It, it still feels as though Andy is on some kind of path. Right. The problem with Andy is because it zigzags a little bit around these later seasons. But right now we've had him be the violent, and then he comes back and that like he was sort of milk toast, and now he's just going to be abused for most of season five. Yeah, you know, so I cuckolded. Mean, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. and Dwight, I that's think, the next stage of Andy. Yeah, he has his phase. moment where he realizes that he's messed up and might have lost her. So yeah. he goes to Angela, and then I'm sure she's like, "I don't care about Andy. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. uh, involve Let's, ourselves on my." Death they're finally well involved themselves. Well, and that's been happening ever since Sprinkles died back mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season. Is that we've been slowly watching Dwight and Angela break up, and then seeing the hints of where they can might actually c- come back right. together. 
And now, of course, that's the big thing at the end. That's that's a nice cliffhanger. Yeah, that's and that's that's, that's really part of our. We don't have our season three cliffhanger. Our 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 oh, not fine, even close. It's a date. Not even close you know? to two or three. So so instead, the cliffhanger here is oh shit, Angela and Dwight are back together. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. that going to mean for the now newly engaged Andy? And, and it's Angela? nothing. It means it means nothing for a long time until everyone besides Andy <laughs> finds out about it. Thank because, you, Michael. Well, in be, another classic episode. Well, and. Because that's partially too is the the Andy Angela antagonism that they're going to build is really about Andy and Angela. Yeah, you know, so it's almost like the whole cheating thing. It would the cheating thing would have a greater impact if Andy and Angela weren't terrible for each other. Oh, for sure. If there wasn't everybody in the entire world say nay, Andy thought there was no reason these two should ever be together. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's why we, no one was really excited when they did get engaged. Well, no, I but I I always love one of my favorite Angela moments of all time is when he asks her to go on stage and she just shakes her head mm-hmm. at him. Or when he asked her and she goes, "Okay," yeah. and she goes, "Say it into the mic," yeah. and she goes, "I already said it." Yeah. And it's even <laughs> I then said, like, okay, yeah. I, I, she, I don't then, care. But then yeah. Andy, oh, and the, he, yeah, his, she said yes, <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Well, I think that's why he wanted his parents there, is because oh, yeah. you know, it's, as you find out later, thing. they love his yeah. brother. Because his yep. brothers are all married with families, and, and they're Josh and, Groban, and, yeah. and they're Josh Groban, <laughs> Josh which Groban. would be tough just yeah. to deal with in general. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the, uh, good. Now we, now we just lost the plot. And <laughs> <laughs> found so many of them. Oh, I just want to say this before. If we, I didn't want to forget this. My other favorite line was, mm-hmm. "You cheated on me." After I specifically asked you not to, That's such which, a great moment, which goes to show that Jan had been cheating on Michael, I think, oh, a of lot, course. yeah, and then convincing mm-hmm. him that yeah. somehow it was his fault, yeah, and um, it, it just shows you once again the depth of of Jan's mm-hmm. just kind of self involvement. Oh, I. I almost forgot, like, oh, yeah, she's still in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We still yeah. have to, oh, God. And, and that's the other part that's hard. Is, the knife like, they give Michael. Michael this beautiful moment with a woman who appreciates him, and you're like, finally. And they're like, no. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. And they're that's the drag thing, too. This out. And I mean, really, that's yeah. unfortunately. It's the crux of the next few seasons. But, you know, that's unfortunately also an issue, too, is is from the planning side of this show. I mean, sure, as viewers, we may not realize, you know, that this is not necessarily going to be the cast going forward. Amy Ryan is not a new cast member. She's right. a special guest. Yeah, she's only in right. two seasons yeah. total. I mean, th- yeah. this one, or the next season four, five, really, five and mm-hmm. seven are the mm-hmm. only seasons she's even in the show. Exactly, yeah. And so yeah. it's she's kind of like the the... God amongst the machine, this plot device that then yeah. sets Michael up for the future. So he still has to be proven as worthy of love, I think. It's a nice development. Well, well yeah. and as much as like they're really going to set her up as a possible goal for him, and they do a good job... They do a, f- a a pretty good job with the dance of like making her the one that he really wants, but still letting him have other love interests going forward. The way they work in characters like Donna and stuff still works out well in season uh, six and or, or seven or whatever. But he's working out other parts of himself. Yeah, exactly. You know, through he those still situations. has so much journey to go on, and that's the thing is they really do a good job of. Uh, in this season, you know, since 
she's not a permanent addition to the cast. She is just going to be a special guest for essentially the first half of the season. And I think they did that right with her. Like this she didn't season, need to be in it all the time. Yeah, but they they just from the viewer standpoint, they're setting us up to say, "Hey, yeah, 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 there's Holly. She's new, but wait, we're not done yet. Mm. You still got Jan. You still got a broken Michael. <laughs> you still, you know, got a special needs Kevin, you know." <laughs> God, that was pretty wonderful. That joke with Dwight, that is such a... And, and, and really what's so great about that joke, I don't know if that joke would work now. It wouldn't. I, I don't know if that we could handle that joke. It, you'd have to be a little way way more delicate with it. And I, I think they sure. do a good job, maybe not a great job. I know, I think they do a good enough job. Yeah. With her sweetness, the way she genuinely is about it. Oh, yeah. right. I mean, it's really like, oh, it's that's way more depth than it could have been you know. in some of like season one of The Office where yeah. they would have just dropped some some hard, you know, they, real yeah. terminology on us about what Kevin was. And right. like, yeah. you know, in the early 2004s when, when, Everything was a little more fast and loose. I think they did a. It was it was deftly handed. It was yeah. It was it was it was, it was implicative. Implicative. That's the right word. Implicative w- instead of expressly. You know like yeah. And I think they do a better job of that as the show goes on as well. And it's, yeah. It's kind of more about her character and learning about her sort of naivete yeah. as well. She's not. I think there's some no. issues of that it it preys on. Uh, just sort of general assumptions about special needs people. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, it's probably just largely not necessarily acceptable overall. But I also think it she acted that way towards Kevin also, I think, because she was being filmed. This is her first episode. Oh, wow. So this is also her first Context. time in front of this crew. So Exactly. Um, that would be so weird. We've got to consider them acting Where she is this goofy way. type of person, mm-hmm. and she wants to be accepted. She mm-hmm. said she never really felt accepted in her last job, and so yeah. she's being filmed, Please so she me. jokes back and forth with Michael a little more. Yeah. There's a little more of this, like, mm-hmm. she's showing how correct she can be with Kevin, that she's supportive without... Yeah. Which uh, trying you know, not to be insulting. Exactly. Trying to be. She's not a monster like these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone else. Like <laughs> other. I, I guess you get used to getting filmed after a point in time. You'd have right. to assume, but yeah. Well, it's the what's the what's the phrase for the hazing that they're doing? I'll give her a hall pass or a, uh, an elevator pass. What oh. was it called? <sighs> oh, I don't remember. It's like oh, we don't have we don't do that. And she, then, he said we're going to sell her an elevator pass. Yeah, uh, we don't sell elevator passes. Yeah, exactly. But then I also don't think it's Dwight, idea. Dwight knows how to <laughs> haze because I think <laughs> Dwight has just always taken everything to the extreme. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Except he didn't give someone a rock and tell him to suck it. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a great bit, though. Uh, Toby's exit interview. Oh. With That's the, a Hall of Fame scene. Oh, that's a great scene because you've got Michael uh, doing this cringeworthy stuff to Toby. The many but sides then of Michael Scott. Be Michael feeling awkward when uh, Holly and then Pam walk in. Getting to turn that around, and we get really both sides of a cringy Michael scene. Yeah, because there's going to be yeah. no accountability for him just being cruel to Toby. Yeah. And then not only the, the girl he likes shows up, but then yeah. Pam's yeah. there taking notes on everything he's saying. Yeah. So exactly. he's like, How much more conflicted oh. could you be? Right. And you love both, like, you've been waiting for this forever. You and love this woman. Oh. And, and he does love it. He loves everything about Toby leaving. From the first minutes after the <laughs> opening credits, he's dancing and run, happily he's running doing, around the office. He's doing warm-ups. Uh-huh. He compares In, Toby to the, the devil dying. <laughs> and if to the devil the exploded. And to all these horrible, horrible things that and he's then, being saved from. What kind of exi- party would you have? In the exit interview, he has to ask him these questions that he wrote that are meant to be rude and, and awful. And he... 
the uh, way you, who he's not you, asking him; he's just reading them. Who? No, no. Even before that, though, <laughs> yeah. who do you think you are? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. These are his what, own questions. What yeah. gives you the right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I, I think that would have such totally. a great, a great moment back and forth. And even when Toby has the chance to like ruin Michael because oh. he he knows Michael's being this way towards him, he gets the rock and he's like, yeah. okay. And and so he has this moment, and then you see Michael doing one of my favorite, you know, yeah. gifts online is the "I'll kill you, uh, don't say anything bad about me." And so then Toby just goes, "I don't even care anymore." Yeah, you know, it's, made it's this far. Whatever. Uh-huh. You're the worst, but she'll find <laughs> out, and uh, I don't care. And that's and that goes back to what we we're talking about his personality that he would he he was the only he's one of the only ones who would ever do that. Yeah, yeah. and. He's hor- and in that way he's sort of Michael's savior in a way because he could the way he, he wouldn't put up the fight he no. wouldn't he out of everything after everything Michael's done with him even ruining this party that he, he throwing him a party that he knows is just going to treat him as awfully as he always does and sing Toby's about him leaving yeah. go <laughs> he's just ready to go well he, after he gets hey, his picture with Pam exactly which is the most but I think I think Toby represents oh. such a normal person too because he's like I pull yeah. up this picture of Costa Rica. It's like yeah. this escapism, yeah. and he lives this fantasy world where he's well, like looking at this picture of just Pam. He zooms in he, on the picture on the camera yeah. where Jim's he's, cut he's out just of clicking it. both clicking all the different pictures that he's taking. He's just looking down just <laughs> until Michael comes with a nice little cameo from Hank. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> That scene with wait wait and and then Mike calls him security guard doesn't even call him Hank okay security guard yeah and and that's the other thing when he goes no it's corporate and yeah. and Toby who's the yeah. corporate enforcer is like it's not though yeah. <laughs> there's no re it's that like why are you picking on me again no, there's no yeah. reason for this and that's one of those great moments too where Michael will just say anything to try and explain a situation away and it happens to be the one thing that Toby is specifically knowledgeable about. It's, <laughs> That's a beautiful example of Michael just not caring. Michael's idea of shaping a scenario is for the camera, is for the viewer. You know, he doesn't care about anything else. (laughs) He's acting. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Acting. I wondered for a minute, like, I wonder if they improvised different things to say like that or if that was an improvisation. Mm -hmm. But then with the Lovitz line, I was like, no, that's... That's it feels like such a perfect example. Written. Yeah, that's the way to get him in. Because that's I think, the way to connect. And hasn't Michael done a John Lovitz bit before? Yes. So, so yeah. I mean, this has been an established character that we know Michael likes. Oh, yeah, nin- so that's 90s, the, that's the, late that's 80s, the point early 90s SNL, yeah. which was yeah. when, you know, Michael was in, in mm-hmm. school or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that's when he kind of started figuring out who's Michael away from yeah. his his. Mom and step parent who was never <laughs> Jeff, <married>. Jeff <laughs> yeah. who who did not like Michael much, yeah. uh, and it was likewise. Well, I was probably weirded out <laughs> yeah. by the suits. Let's right. be honest. Yeah. Any, yeah. yeah, and any and any early eighties they can throw. I think this is early eighties. I could be wrong on the decade, mm. but um, Goodbye Look. Stranger. Oh yeah, some Super Tramp. Super Tramp. No, is that's a is that seventies? I think it's seventies. Seven. That's more seventies. Yeah. Okay, but there's he's definitely that's of his of his growing up time. But I mean, before the internet, we all kind of found this acceptance by being the people who could quote you know SNL from like the Farley era or mm-hmm. you know yeah. like Anchorman before the internet it's, it's that old meme before the internet groups of men used to sit around quoting Anchorman to each you, other you but, know, but and that's it's true. real yeah it's but it real. wasn't just Anchorman it was the and, church lady uh-huh. you know and it was yeah. uh, you know like uh, and I knew all these skits because uh, people would laugh just like Michael like I yeah. see a lot of myself in Michael which is 
bad sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, but it's, it's that acceptance. You need to someone to laugh mm-hmm. so you can memorize it mm-hmm. and act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, well, and that comes in my everyday life. And so. that, and, 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 and Michael just gets caught up in the zeitgeist of things. You know, yeah. acting John Lovitz as those, as those kind of characters were a big deal at one point. But life went on and the next big thing came along. But Michael just sort of grew up and just sort of held on to those things that he loved. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, we see that all the time, you know, uh, even as just people who are getting older, we see how music changes shape and the, and the stuff that's coming up now may not be the stuff that we're necessarily listening to, mm-hmm. you know, even just the few years between uh, you and me, Joey, like I know I see you online talk about uh, bands that were huge on the emo scene mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. me were just about four years removed from what I was into. For sure. Mm-hmm. And just that couple of years yeah. can have mm-hmm. that change. So Michael Scott yeah. is literally just a representation of what the, what is he, 44 at this point yeah. or something? What a 44-year-old yeah. guy at this yeah. point in time, what he was into when he was 16. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it's, timing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. Deep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's that's the and where thing. you are. Yeah. People who are unhappy and who are genuinely lonely, like Michael is, mm-hmm. retreat to these times where they oh, found yeah. acceptance and joy. Exactly. And I'm sure the first time he did a John Levitt's impression when he was like 19 years old and everyone cracked up, it was mm-hmm. this moment where it was like magical. Yeah, and sure. that's why he has like the the Schneider, yeah. like when he's doing like the Pam, yeah. Pammy, doing yeah. all these yeah. old the SNL. Rob Schneider bits. Yeah. 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 Ding dong. Yep. Because yeah. that was really funny when he started at the office when it was him and Todd Packer. <laughs> 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 you know, they would do. They'd quote old SNL they saw and last weekend. Is, you know, yeah. yeah. It was the it's, first time yeah. he, he felt accepted exactly. because people had to hang out with him. And unlike <laughs> when he was at home with his mom and Jeff. <laughs> True, and it, and that kind of comedy is obviously timeless to him. I mean, oh yeah, I mean it is. Some of, of it is. Some of it is. Yeah. Some, some of it is, is timeless. Yeah. Some of it is may not be. Rob Schneider may not be to everybody. And but <laughs> the funny thing too is 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 we talk about that like it's like that making copies. That's still one of those things that that happens in offices. Oh yeah, true. There's yeah. an office oh, somewhere yeah, yeah. where somebody somewhere, is yeah. doing a Rob yeah. Schneider impression. So still doing it. Bobby Babarino exactly making the, copy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like it's it's just it's there still. And they might not maybe they might even be doing it ironically now. Right. You know, because yeah. I can totally yeah. see it's where a joke that, of a on a joke on a joke. Yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah. or there's some idiot out there who's still <laughs> who's doing, doing it. You know, and, and there's somebody who's still laughing just because it's funny. Hopefully encouraging them. You know. Yeah, I think of my friend I went to high school with who knew every word to every of those old SNL skits yeah. and would do them all through middle school and high school. And then I saw him a couple years ago, and this is 13 years later, and he's still making the, you know, uh, Billy Madison jokes. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it never stopped. Like, no. that was the age where he developed, and then he stopped. He's a very successful dude, but he still, like, makes mm-hmm. these same, like, Ninth of Roxbury jokes. And it's yeah. like... Huh. <laughs> but some people do that because that yeah, was sure. the last they time. Just, that's what they still find funny. Sense. Yeah. That's a good point. Not yeah. everyone ages. Some people still think Austin Powers 2 is a funny movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at uh, a Vintage Stock, which uh, here in Tulsa is a uh, CD and movie store, as well as knickknacks and pop culture stuff. And they've, right. they've got mm-hmm. the Funko Pop vinyl figures, which are the, the latest thing that everybody likes. Yeah. And they had. Um, uh, uh, from Austin Powers, Vanessa Kensington yes. was, uh, and I was just like, "Wow, you can get your Austin Powers Funko Pop." There, we there are that many <laughs> that you can get that out of all the things. 
Oh, so they're coming a, out as many as they can. Oh, it's yeah. a fascinating world we live in. Where yeah. like you can get anything. You can get anything. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to like. There's no longer this need to be in the in crowd. Yeah. Like, there's a subsection of people. Probably right now we could go online mm. and find a group of people who are passionate about Austin Powers. Talk, well, talking about. I, I bet we could do it on Facebook yeah. right now. You could find a group of oh, people of still talking mm-hmm. about Austin multiple Powers. Multiple groups. Yeah. <laughs> multiple. Very yeah. annoyed but, that Austin Powers Four has yeah. not been announced. Supposedly, yet. But you know what you can't. Find. There's some inklings. <laughs> I hear it's coming. Austin Powers 4 is coming. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> and then the Funko Pops. Really? Hell, we're talking about the Office. Yeah. The Office Funko Pops made a huge splash when they came out oh, earlier yeah. this year. A mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show, uh, 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 Michael Zampino, has a bunch of them that he's been showing off, and we're oh. talking about those over on Opinions. That's like right. Animals. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, there's multiple. There's mm, I, how many Michael Fun Pops are there? There's four or five at this point. You got Classy Christmas Michael, Date Mike, Date um, Mike. There's a Prison Mike. There's Prison, prison Mike. Mike, of course. course. Yes. Yeah. There's the one with him and Toby for their counseling session in mm. season seven. Oh God. After um, something happens there. Well, um, you know you, what you can't find on the on the, you can't find this is uh, anti gravity machines. You cannot, <laughs> you cannot find those despite Phil's best effort. But you can love that scene where they say, "What about antidepressants?" Yes, and like, do you want us yes. to connect you to that? And she goes, "Yes." <laughs> you know, like she's willing to take a chance on that. And seeing how good. stressed she was, I, I wonder if that followed all of the other highly stressed out scenes of hers. I like that, that they didn't play the, up the idea that she was super stressed. Uh, it just seemed like a little bit of an unnecessary It thing. was unnecessary. Especially when at the end of the, the episode that we got, she's like, oh, what a rush. That was amazing. And yeah. they kind of, kind of vibe with all the deleted, like, this is the most stressed I've ever been in my life. And it's like... She just needed okay. Bob Vance. Or, she, Bob Vance. I mean, he helped. Or from Vance Refrigeration. He, he's all over this one. Hardly says anything, but yeah. I, I, it was a nice touch. Great party, yeah. I would have gone. <laughs> right. Look at that. Look at that parking lot, as Pam said. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. But the other thing you can't find is Quabity Assurance. Amazing moment from Creed. Uh, I'm great. glad you brought that up. I was going to mention that too. Uh, really, just great scene from him talking to Holly with the. She's asking questions about things that are nobody's business. What is wrong? Which is just, woman? what do you do here? Yeah. What do you do? And here? his freeze the. Pause and then the excuse me, like just not even willing to, to 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 deal with it, you know. I saw a cut with that where you, it just starts with him saying, "I mean, what do I do here?" And <laughs> just kind of, and it cuts to another scene. Well, the, the fact is, Creed Creed's never known what he, he does there, or he does has plenty. done anything there. Qua, qua. Oh, he does plenty. Creed just not wandered in that. off the street uh-huh. and and kind of stole the job from somebody else after he As killed the man that. and stole his identity. Yeah. And so I don't think which is name? totally another example of the caricature they build off of in season eight and nine, off the basic ideas. What is Creed? They it's like they sat down on season eight and they were like, "What is Creed? Weird guy with a scary past." <laughs> so then now, but the next two seasons, you better believe if they don't make him into that character, so that by the finale, he's literally like a killer who's been hiding among them. Yeah, right. yeah, he just kinda, like yeah. Toby, yeah, as, yeah the, <laughs> as the as the strangler. But we'll, we'll get Multiple. into that some other day. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, right? Allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- right. I have no proof. I you just, know. you know, I mean, hey, it's, it's up a, to y'all. I don't know. It's another one. Uh, they they've got that mural uh, side plot with Pam in season nine because what is Pam? Pam's an artist, and we see that developed here with her getting into the Pratt School of Design. Oh, that's right. Big uh, storyline that we, we yeah, had we, some development in job fair. Oh, uh, huh. Yeah, that was that was quick. When she meets you know? not Nick, the IT guy. Yeah, and yeah. He tells her to go to New York or Philadelphia to go to art. 
That's cool. Where the action is. So she made. So she does that, and that's mm-hmm. a nice little fun scene. I'm really happy for. Her. Great supportive Jim moment. Uh, you point out, Joey, that uh, she may not show the same level of support to Jim later when he's trying to start athlete. Yeah, After they had that. Roots. But then I had that moment where I realized that it's a different situation. A different bit, time. you know, because that's even what Pam says. Like, we, I don't have a family. I don't have any kids right now. Like, they're not married. They're not engaged yeah, yet. Yeah, like, good point. Like, you brought up how she wasn't as supportive yeah. uh, with him. And then she even says right here that this yeah. is the perfect time for her to do this. Which, you know, yeah. it, it makes me maybe hate her a little less that, you know, she does have two kids and um, is married. Yeah. And they talk about <laughs> it in, in the next episode even how she says they talk about the engagement and that they decided they didn't want to start out like that and three, three months apart. Right, right, right. You and, know? and it's so that kind of really wrote it away that way. It's another one of those moments, though, that where they, um, not yet. They're like, not yet. Yeah. We, we still need this for another season. Well, <laughs> like, we can't give you what you want because we're out of ideas right now, so pause. Exactly. <laughs> we just had to use every idea we had for a finale said, in one, one, one episode. So they, they we're just strike, coming off the writer's strike. And, and they've got to keep it going. They're trying to, the, the will they, won't they has to change. And it starts out momentum. with will they, won't they end up together? Could they, will they, won't they get serious? You know, Karen comes along. Will they, won't they get over this hurdle? Now it's will they, won't they actually get married? I think it's another show that they never intended it to last as Mm. long as it did. Yeah. And so, like, I think they had, like... They were expecting like two, three seasons, just kind of like the the British one had yeah, two seasons. Yeah, they were just two hoping seasons. for a, a second season. They just I know. Well, it. What I was saying, they were just hoping for a first season after they shot the pilot, right? And then they want to hope for a second season. And, and then, then after that, it's yeah. just like how long can we make it last? Yeah, I, I remember um, there was a, I was listening to the Office Ladies and Jenna Fisher was talking about uh, the Dundies, mm-hmm. and she was like, she was saying she wanted to film another scene with Jim at the end because. Because she was like, if we didn't get picked up, or if th- if we didn't go beyond that, she wanted to have a scene where they kissed at the yeah. end, and then that would have been it. Okay. And then, but then Greg Daniels, I think he said, no, I think he turned her down. He said, no, he didn't want to do that. Yeah. So good show, by the way. I, I just to try and listen. leave in a, some kind of spark that something happened. Yeah, that had, because the British show kind of did that yeah. with the Christmas <laughs> episodes, the last few Christmas. <clears throat> episodes, that's right. when they only hook, they only go off together at the end, at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's the end of. I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Yeah, that's the end of the British show. Yeah. So I think it was kind of akin to that that okay. she was thinking. And I don't know. It would have been interesting, but yeah. Uh, th- but yeah, they've been they've been wanting. How do I get back on that tangent? Well, any <laughs> scenes that we missed uh, that you guys wanted to mention? Oh, no, God. Had all sorts I of did. stuff. Uh, I did have um... fireworks were neat. I like how uh, that ends up being one oh. of the things that sparks Andy to propose. Yeah. And, and, and those are the thing that Jim suggested. For yeah, the, uh, for the party, it was, it was, and then Michael's uh, fake songs, uh, mm-hmm. parody songwriter Michael. Yeah, uh, beers I, in heaven. I love that he's not he's not ready to tell Holly that one because it's too sexual. Yeah. that's neat. That shows development. Yeah, uh, but she was uh, into it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, a, it's this example again of him. She's but and having his moment, flirty but. little moments, and she's into it. You can clearly tell. So, but he's toning himself down. Remember, it's he skips that. That's yeah. what she said right. because he doesn't want to come off crude. He's not going to be in town, and, yeah. and then yeah. he suddenly does <laughs> a great little bit. cut off altogether because he's going to be kind of a dad, as he says. And you're just like, oh, uh-huh. Michael, kind of a, yeah. no, Kevin, you're not. Kevin, exactly. what's the deal with the phone call? What you don't, Michael doesn't need to see that. That's yeah, the last thing. Yeah, even if she is, what they just, you know, even if she is pregnant, Kevin. I guess Kevin thought that it was probably maybe he even thought it was. 
Michaels. Well, I'm sure they yeah. all did because it was. Yeah, right. I guess said, they would have like, assumed, right? Yeah, it's like true. you guys were together. You got pregnant when they, she got pregnant when they were together. While they were together, yeah. But uh, it wasn't him because he was wearing two condoms at the time. Oof. As as Jan he really said, went. the way he says that, wear two condoms. Like, it's like it's a normal thing. Like you're very careful, and then she just is like, yeah, I want a baby, just not your baby. And it's yeah. Just like, Oh, that logic! Too, I wonder if, Car- I wonder if, if I was going to have a couple of kids. Sure, let Michael try try his hand at one. Or right, let Michael try. I wonder have a shot at one. Have a shot at one of them. I wonder how careful she was in Jamaica, though. <laughs> like, right. Oh. They had sex six times, but maybe maybe she brought twelve condoms. Twelve condoms. <laughs> well, she also didn't want anyone to know that she was with Michael then. Right. True. Yeah. It, it wasn't until she lost everything that she started, you know. Yeah, being public with Michael, but even then we find out not really. Yeah. I, just, I just realized this is the first time we saw Astrid. Yeah, sort of. The bump that will become Astrid. Yeah. You just you just feel bad, but it's a good it's a good episode of like potentially giving you everything you want. Oh, there's way yeah. more. Kind and of then man. taking it all away from you, as yeah. The Office did over and over. It's almost like that Game of Thrones, like cruelty back in the day, where it's like. Ah, this is what you wanted, wasn't it? Isn't yeah. this what you wanted? But no, you can't uh-huh. have it. Yeah. It's this, 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 you this, gotta keep watching. A lot of masochism there where people it are like, really oh, does. just hit me again. And if it's fine, I, I, I'm into this. And, and really moving positions, pieces around to have... It's like they also understand that Jim and Pam can't always be their golden goose. You right. know, they're setting up the Michael Holly Jan triangle. They're setting up the Dwight Angela Andy, Andy. triangle. They because they they really understand that there's not necessarily going to be money in Jim and Pam forever. So we've got to make sure that we've got other storylines to keep these people involved. So yeah. you know, for a show that's going to be on the air for another five seasons, they're already thinking ahead, which yeah. is good to see. It's, it's that's why it's such oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. seminal episode that yeah. and yeah. everyone goes back to looking at. So. They were hitting their and, stride. And why, by the time we get to season eight, that they're ready to say the ensemble cast can carry us. Right. So, True. Yeah. I agree with that. True. And they had added Aaron by that point, too. Exactly. By, yeah, by the end yeah. of season five, we'll have that. So They just, the main, nah, they just kind of went off the, I don't know. Yeah. I still call coming back for Scott Stotts. Because no one else wants that episode. I still we talked about that. <laughs> we were talking. Oh, I reminded him the know. other day. Yeah, you, yeah. Said, you said that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm ready to embrace the awkwardness. Got any trivia for us, Brian? Oh yeah, I do. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can uh, find it. Uh, yep, trivia right here. Okay. Uh, see if you can remember what art schools Pam going to? Uh, Pr- Pratt. You Pratt it. Institute. Pratt Institute, Institute of, of Design. Design. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, extra points for. Correct pronunciation. Uh, what kind of cake for Toby was Angela initially going to give him? Um, it's a what was it? A, sh- a sheet cake? Then he said uh, it's a oh, not exactly like I don't that. Know. It might oh, a wedding sheet cake. Or? Got, no, it was a. What, they have this, and they have two photos of him. Oh no. <laughs> What kind of cake? Wedding cake? No. Uh, no, it's a, it's a type of t- it's a type of flavor. Oh, chocolate. Well, chocolate? and and uh, and texture. Chocolate. I don't know. What do you got? Buttercream. Ah, buttercream, buttercream cake. Mm. Uh, buttercream sheet cake. 
Yeah, it would have been on. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Okay. Okay. Uh, what song is Michael Scott playing while Jim comes in his office as he <laughs> Crash into me by Dave Matthews, but <laughs> only the iTunes preview. Yep. Yeah. Because it keeps resetting. It's only that, that 15 seconds. Yeah. That is, that's a nice callback. That is the only way Michael likes to listen to. <laughs> he, he, he won't pay for the full no. song. <laughs> no. Just needs more Mullins. <laughs> Which also it's reminded true. me of 19 year old me when I used to play that outside the dining facilities at the University of Arkansas and I'd restart when a more attractive girl would walk by. Because 19 year old me was Michael Scott and the worst. <laughs> yeah, 19 year old all of us were Michael Scott. That's the probably something happened to him when he was 19. I, I think that's when he peaked. That's yeah. the SNL when the first time someone laughed at him. <laughs> Did that church lady bit and he, yeah. was, he was hooked. He directly went to that for love. Yeah. I mean, that was the first thought song that he wanted to do. So I, get, I, I, I envision him doing just a sample CD with just the 15 second samples of each song. Mm-hmm. Right. And she would get, she would, she would laugh her ass off at that and enjoy it. It's I just agree. that, like, he just meets her so she and he him. instantly goes to Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews, which is an incredibly <laughs> sexual song. Uh-huh. Just like right off the bat, that's Michael. He's like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. This is a good mixtape. This is the appropriate. One, yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, how many years has Michael worked with Toby? Oh, nine? Nope. Eight? Nope. <laughs> Other way. Ten? Twelve. Wow. Oh, sorry, it's a, that's, a, that's a really quick one. Yeah. Oh, no, but he's been... Uh, that's with that's within Michael's speech uh, before the rev- the exit interview because he's been cruising for a bruising for twelve years. Oh right. yeah, and okay. he's Captain Bruising because he probably yeah. also got in trouble when he was a, before he became regional manager and he's just the a, a mm. sales guy for sending the email yeah. chains and whatever. And oh Toby, yeah, Toby would be like, you can't do that. <laughs> oh god, so he was probably in Toby's office for stuff or Toby's cube for stuff exactly before he became and regional. Then manager. he became regional manager sure. and then oh. Toby was a like cut him oh. off on everything. Thing, and yeah, so it's yeah, just yeah. been like he's a great evil man. You know, I, I want to see a prequel with Toby and Michael. Like I've that never with, wanted to with until him with, now. The fan, with Michael with the fanny pack working under Ed Truck. Oh, you yeah. know, long hair Michael. I think that would be a, a pretty great they, show. They yeah. couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do it justice. Nah. I don't think, but without Steve Carell. But you never know. Uh, so. Here's one. Uh, Holly, according to Michael, was the best thing to happen to Dunder Mifflin since when? Or what happened? World War II. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How yeah. many years? 60 years. No. Uh, 70? No, other way. It's 50 years. Yes, 50 years. Which is not, not, which is even not close. how close since World War II happened. World War II, we're now even like that 80 year. years now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Good for him, though. Um, no, that's all I got. That's all the trivia nice. we have. Yeah. Although the one the one I was thinking of was when he's talking about his parody ideas and Jim and Pam are sitting there oh. like judging or he's like Jim really likes achy breaky fart. Yeah, but then they they're conflicted but he, on but he doesn't beers like, in heaven. Or yeah. be, no, no, no. I think the they total like eclipse the, of the fart. That's yeah. the one they're conflicted on. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That would have been a nice uh, outtake. I would have enjoyed that. Oh, man. Oh, 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 what does Michael call and what does he call MP3s? And three P's. No. And Jim's little. Close. That's not and, it. N three P's. N three P's. Nope, that's not it. Yeah. Wasn't there a joke in there? Doesn't he say U two? Like. Oh yeah, he says that. Who's that famous band from Scranton? He goes U two. He goes that's it. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's man. such like a Homer Simpson line. Just right. Random. Yeah. There's my trivia. So that much. A, to, what a great we, episode. We've been getting so spoiled on these. 28 minute, or sorry, 22, 23 minute episodes. This is the first long one in a yeah, while. Yeah, this is the first long one we've had. But it's so, it's so worth it with how awesome it is. Good way to close out the season, you know, especially yeah. with everything. I know, I know our, our friend Nicole Miller was very upset that she couldn't be on this one, this one and had to do the one bef- right before it. So, mm-hmm. you're asked to you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah dude. Had a great thanks, time. Thanks so much for doing yeah, the show, of man. 
Anytime. It. Like I said last time, we'll be back anytime. We'll, we'll get you we'll before. Come we'll get you in before Scott's Tots, of course. You said you're a Charles Minor fan, too? No, yeah. I, I am. I, th- oh, what's oh. the episode where he goes, I, I know the effect I have on women? That's, that's first when we meet him. Yeah, yeah that's, well, uh, that's so good. <laughs> the, how, many, uh, how many episodes is he in? He's only like in like three or four. Yeah, right? Yeah, that, but he is. That's that. The Michael Scott Paper Company arc is probably my favorite arc on the show. Like, oh, yeah? So. I think okay. he's probably in like 12 episodes because you he's think? in a lot of those when he's the manager when Michael goes to. He does yeah. the entire oh, time. Well, yeah. He's in Michael Scott. Michael Scott Paper Company is only like a four episode arc, but he's. I thought it was like six or seven episodes. It's really only like four episodes. Yeah, 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 that sounds right to me. But he does come back for the family picnic. He is back for the picnic. Yeah, Uh, I think that's the end. We see him again at least. Of him, right? We see him one more later. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. We'll have you back next season. Sounds great. We'll we'll get you on a minor episode. I'll be there. Charles Minor. And uh, well, thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Brian. Thank you, man. This was fun. Fun That's season, great season. Let's do another season. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. we'll uh, we'll we're gonna. It's uh, we're, now you're probably gonna be hearing this just after the holidays, but we're recording this right before Christmas. Mm. We're gonna take a little bit of time off, and yeah, then we'll come back to season five. Yeah, and uh, and then we'll get going again. So, guys, we want to thank all of you yeah. for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast all through seasons one, two, three, and four. And like Brian said, we're just getting started because next week, guys, we're growing a goatee. The People Persons Paper Podcast is a Channel Four and a Half production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is hosted by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Executive produced by Landry Miller, Hilton Price, and Michael Zampino. Engineering and editing done by Hilton Price. So he's he's still being weird now. He is. So he's always weird, that Toby. He weirdy. Little weirdo.